Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Sip of Coffee. It's a place where we talk about faith, family, fitness, and finance. My name is David. And I'm Priscilla. And and we we are are the the Coffees. Coffees. Listen, today's episode is going to be absolutely amazing. I hope you're ready. Oh yeah, but before we get into the episode, I need you to do three things for me. Right after the episode, I need you to go and visit wearethecoffees.com. Got it? That's wearethecoffees.com. You gotta check out the website. You're gonna love it. It's full of inspiration, encouragement, education, and empowerment. I'm telling you, it was designed specifically for you. Number two, I need for you to subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening to it, go ahead and subscribe. And number three is give us a great review. All right. With that being said, let's get to it. Let's go. Hey everybody, as always, like we said, we have a fantastic show for you today. We are super excited about it. We're going to be talking about dating today. Sweetie, are you ready for this? I am ready. ready. Exciting subject. You know, we always talk about faith, family, fitness, and finance. Specifically today, we're going to be talking about relational fitness. And even more specific, we're going to talk about Dating. dating. And it's going to be a great show. So as always, before we get started, we like to start you off with a quality quote. Let's check it out. All right. No relationship is all sunshine, but two people can share the umbrella in the rain and get through the storm together. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. The author is unknown. So I'm going to read again. No relationship is all sunshine, but two people can share the umbrella in the rain and get through the storm together. You know, that quote is perfect, especially with what we're talking about, because a lot of people don't realize that. But when you're dating and you're learning, you're learning more about a particular person, Mm -hmm. it's important to know whether or not they're going to be able to get through the storm with you. You know, I I think that's important. Oh, yeah, it's important. All right. Like who gonna stand with you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because like you go through different stuff in in life. And I think that even in the dating process, you got to see that side of a person. You need to know Mm. if they're going to ride with you. Mm -hmm. You need to know if they're going to be able to stand on your less pleasant days. Yeah. Oh, I like that. (laughs) I like that. I like it. They're going to be able to stand on your less pleasant days. Yeah, because you know you be like, when you're dating... um, You'd be so nice and all in love. Everything is perfect. All happy uh-huh. to see one another and talk to one another and all cute. And, mm-hmm. You know, everything is all lollipops and, <laughs> you know, ice cream. What's the song cake. you sang earlier? Uh, <laughs> if, what was it? Um, if all of the raindrops were lemon drops and gum drops, oh, what a rain it would be. <laughs> Standing outside with our mouths open oh, wide. Oh, my goodness. Ah, This is really happening. If all of the snowflakes oh my goodness. were candy bars and milkshakes. Oh that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's how we act. Okay, listen. For those of you who are on our show every week, send her a message and tell her, don't do that. Don't do No, I'm just kidding. It was good. That was good. That was good. You are so you are something else. That's yeah, um, no. But that's it's true though. It's very true. It's very true. It's very true. It's important that we 
realize that there's more to it than those special moments, you know? Right. So that's a major part of dating, which makes me think about what is dating? Like what is, you know, what is they, there's so many different definitions, but I think uh, it's important that we give like a, just a simple definition of what, yeah. da- what, of what dating is. So dating is basically collecting and sharing data so that you can make an informed decision concerning the present and the future of a relationship. So I'm going to read that again. It's a little choppy there. (laughs) (laughs) Dating is basically collecting and sharing data so that you can make an informed decision concerning the present and future of a relationship. So it's collecting information. Collecting information. And sharing information. Got to get that 411. Got to get the 411. (laughs) Collecting and sharing information. That's really good. That's really good. I, I believe that's what we did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for me, on my end, I didn't really, like, like, I didn't have, like, this journal or anything or a notebook that had, uh, like, you know, things that I necessarily wanted to collect from you when we met. But I think it, for me, it happened organically. Like, there were questions that I asked you that just led to, you know, more questions that led to great answers, you know. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I loved your answers. (laughs) Like, and... And I could tell it was, here's the thing. You like me? Oh, I, I, I love you. <laughs> don't give me started. Don't turn the key today. Not on the show. Don't turn the key. Okay. I really, I really loved your answers because I felt like they were tremendously authentic. I felt like they were very, very genuine. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like you were answering according to what you wanted me to hear. Right. I felt like they were real. Like, it was like I was really getting to know you. And back then, remember... We were on the phone, not cell phone, oh. home phone. You know, we we, so I would be on the phone with you and I would be just gathering this information. I call it that now, but at the time I didn't think about it that mm-hmm. way. It mm-hmm. was just taking time to get to get to know you. You know, what yeah. about you from your perspective? What was it like? What did you do? It We was hanging. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it was on the phone. So, I mean, I remember the day. This is such fun memory going down this memory lane for me, thinking mm-hmm. about the hours and hours and hours. We would just fall asleep oh, on the phone man. and wake up. Oh, and we really did do the <laughs> thing where it's like, talking. what you doing? How you doing? What you doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you, listen, this is funny. I'm going to let you finish. But this is so cool. I remember there were so many times where we both did this to each other, where we would be talking and we would fall asleep and wake up. There were times where I woke up and the phone was just by my ear off the hook <laughs> and I would wake up like, oh you my hear me goodness, <laughs> like I cannot believe. And I mean, we would talk for we talk hours all night. all night long, all night long. Yeah. It was fun. It was special. It was no fun. Doubt. You call me when, uh, call me from, from when I, I'd be asleep and I wake up <clears throat> and talk to you like I was never asleep. Hi, <laughs> hi. Act like you was wide awake. Yeah. I was so happy to hear from you. No doubt. It was special. And I think I think us talking about this is important because so many people assume that dating is just uh candlelight dinners and and that's a part of it. Or dating is just, you know, going to fancy restaurants or doing things like that. And those things are special. But I think the most important component is really getting to know each other, really collecting and sharing that information. Yeah, however you do it, you got to, I didn't even know that that's what I was doing yeah. at the time. But I'm going to tell you, that's exactly what I did. I had a list. You had a list? Oh, I had a list of questions. What was on your list? I had a list of questions. <laughs> I 
had a list of questions. I I wanted to know stuff about you. I wanted to know, like, because listen, let me tell you where my list came from. I where'd prayed, your list Where'd your list come I from? I prayed for you. I prayed for. I was praying for a husband, mm-hmm. and um, in praying for a husband, then I began to build this list, and. Listen, this was so awesome. Like, I never even knew that I wanted a husband until after I had given my life to Jesus. Wow. Because growing up, I mean, I just, I never figured I wanted a husband. I was just Mm -hmm. like, whatever. And I had three kids. Mm -hmm. For anybody who don't know, I had three children already before before we got together. Mm -hmm. Um, But... So my mindset, I came from a matriarchal family. So my mom, it, I always depended on me and my sisters. We would always say, "Think." I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this before, but mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Mm. And yeah, our so mindsets were, mom's always going to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what comes or what goes. Mom's going to always be here. Uh, dad might leave, you know, it was eight of us. So Mm -hmm. we had some different dads. So we had a couple different dads between Mm -hmm. us all. And, um, my mom didn't stay with them. Mm -hmm. Like they, they were not a constant part of our family. So do you feel like that kind of shaped your thinking? I, I really think that it did because my grandma was single you know, my okay. mom was single. A lot of my aunts were single. And so that became like a thought process that I adopted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. um, I'm going to take care of mine. We're going to be good, yeah. you know, sort of thing. So, so what happened? Like, how did that how did that shift? Like, if that's what was in your mind, how did that, <laughs> that shift? That was in my mind. But after I gave my life to God and... um. I began, I was going to church and I was at New Jerusalem, Church of God in Christ. Church of God in Christ. Yes. And um, I remember sitting, um, sitting in the sanctuary and pastor was up preaching and um, his family was a big part of ministry. Mm -hmm. So mother Jackson, she was up front. She was so loving. She was, oh, she was just amazing. And his sons were Mm -hmm. active in ministry. Mm -hmm. So they were up doing music and all these different things. And this man was such a great father and a great husband Mm -hmm. and a lover. I mean, love God with every fiber of his being. Mm -hmm. Like I never met a person, a man like this before right, 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 right. in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I had never encountered a man like this before. And I remember sitting there, uh, in, in church thinking, man, I want one of them. Wait, so you said to God, <laughs> so wait, so you said to yourself, I want one of those. Like I want one of them. Like, I want one of those. Like husband. if that's what a husband is, I wow. was like, Lord, I want one of them. <laughs> wow. You know, it just hit me one yeah. day. I was I was sitting there just listening to the message and watching service go mm-hmm. forth, participating, and it just hit me. And I thought, hmm, Lord, I want one of them. Wow. Like, if this is what it is, yeah. I'll take one of those. Yeah. You know. So, so what happened? Like, what? what... So, let me tell you about that day. This is a funny, funny story. So 
um, I left out of church and I was going to get in my car, mm-hmm. load the kids in the car. And uh, Sister Ann. Oh, Prophetess Ann. Prophetess Ann. She uh-huh. came running out the church. Now, listen, mind you, I don't know nothing about no prophecy or nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Like, what? No. So um, this lady <laughs> comes up to me. And she said, what was that you said, baby? She said, did you say, she said, I heard your spirit cry out, Lord, I want a husband. Wow. And I looked at her like, what? She is in my thoughts. Like, whoa. I I couldn't believe it. I was looking like, what? And she said, you asking, she said, I just want to tell you, you asking the right one. Wow. And I thought, wow. And the journey began. The journey began. <laughs> like, I really, I thought like, okay, well then this is cool. Like, I'm on the right track. Like, it's okay mm-hmm. to want a husband. It's all right. Like, to want this. So, I started building a list. And my list came from, like, I was really building, like, not writing a list down at that point. But I was, I would be praying. I would talk to God and say, you know. Lord, I want a husband that it has a good sense of humor because I like to laugh and I don't want to. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I don't want to be boring. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, be too have serious. A, be too have deep. a husband yeah. that's all see because the way that I perceived um, church people before I gave my life to God and you know mm-hmm. started going to church was serious. Right, right. I thought that church people were serious and right. that. Like you had to grow up and mature and all of a sudden become yeah. so focused and serious. Super serious all and the so time. I was right. like, especially like a man, a man of God, you know, I'm like, um, <laughs> they be looking all serious and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> not me. Like I want to have fun. So right. that was a, that was a question. That was a thing for me. Yeah. I asked God, I said, Lord, could you? Give me a husband with a sense of humor. Like, I want to laugh. I like to laugh. And then I said, I asked the Lord if I could have a husband that was my height uh-huh. or taller. Um, and But the things that meant so much to me, I, I asked God, I said, Lord, um, I want my husband to love you more than I do. Mm. I thought that was impossible. But you asked um, anyway. But I asked anyway because I, I figured... If he loved God like that, then he wouldn't interfere with the things that I wanted to do for for God. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? That he'd be right in there with me. And that if I was ever in a situation where I didn't want to go to church or I didn't want to uh, follow God for some strange, crazy reason, I didn't mm-hmm. think it was possible that he would push me to be better, to be stronger, yeah. to be more excellent in my walk with God. So that was my reason behind that. Another important thing to me, this was hugely important is I used to pray and ask God, um, Lord, I want my husband to love my children more than I do. This wow. is exactly how I ask. That's a big prayer too. <laughs> more than I do. Like there's obviously no way, you know, in my mind that he would be able to love my children more than I do. But I thought and in, in, in my head, this eliminated a whole lot of what ifs mm-hmm. because I had been through so much in my life, abuse and all of these different, you know, 
things have had occurred in my life that which would cause me to question certain things. Right, I right. want to protect my children. I want to make sure that they're safe or make right, sure right, that right. nothing happens with this or that. Well, I figured if this man love my love God more than me mm-hmm. and love my children more than me, that there would be no way that he would hurt them. Wow. Wow. And so that was my prayer. So So you was really doing some data collecting. You was really yeah, you, like that was that was my like I started I built that yeah. that list through prayer. And then like when I actually met you mm. <laughs> then when we talked, I was just like I would write down a bunch of questions when I went on the phone with you uh-huh. because all kind of stuff would come to my mind. I would be wondering like what you thought about marriage and what mm-hmm. you thought about uh, business and what you thought about all kinds we of stuff. We talked about so uh, much. It was amazing. Man. Really was. And so I would, I wrote, I would write that list down. Yeah. And then when we get on the phone, I, I grab my notebook and I'd be ready to ask you questions. <laughs> And the funny thing is that you would answer a lot of my questions because we we connected so well. We our we could just flow. Yeah. Well, you told me later on that, we, that I think that's what you were saying. Sometimes I would answer some of the questions. You would answer you a asked. lot yeah. of the questions before I would even ask. Wow. Some stuff like just fit right into the conversation, so I would ask it. But yeah, we flow so well in conversation. You just answer questions because you like to talk. So you just be talking, <laughs> and I'd be like checking off my list. That is funny. That I listen. I know people are. There's somebody on this podcast episode. They are rolling right now, right now. Okay, so I think that as like you know, when we're telling our story, we have such joy in it because yeah. it was such a phenomenal experience. I the things that we we want to share today. It's not uh, that we did all of these things. And it's not that our experience was like super flawless. Mm -hmm. It was just great for us. And some of the things that we're going to talk about in this episode, we actually did without knowing that it was a good thing to do them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just want to say that first because (laughs) I don't want people to think that we had it all together or anything. We learned a lot along the way. But there's some things we want to share with everyone today to really help them uh, to uh, make some great decisions as it pertains to uh, dating. Because this is your life. like. This isn't this when you're talking about dating and you're going to get married, like you have got to take that serious. Oh, so yeah. Don't let anybody make you make you think you're taking it too serious. The preparation and the dating process. Yeah, I it's, like it's important. I like that you said that, you know, the preparation and the dating process, because I dated with purpose. Yeah, that's good. Date with purpose. You know what I'm saying? I didn't just connect with you and start kicking it with you, like, just to kick it. You know, that was not my end game. Mm -hmm. I was not playing those kind of games because I had a family already. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "This, I'm not about that life. Like, I've been out here already. That's not what I'm looking for. Right. The purpose for dating for me mm-hmm. is to find a husband, is to connect with the one that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life because this is what I wanted. Right. I didn't want to just be dating, dating frivolously. Date. Yeah. And I think, honestly, when you date without purpose, that's dangerous. Like dating without purpose is dangerous. You get involved with people and it goes further than it should because you're not dating with purpose. Like, And, it's, and here's the thing. Life is too short for you to waste your time just dating to date. And then you, 
it's just so many bad things that can happen when you go that route. So it's, I, I'm glad you pointed that out. It's so important for us to date with purpose. Yeah, you need an end game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just randomly. Do, it's not It's not one of those things that um, that you should do just to say, hey, this is just something I do. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, why are you, why? I, I don't, I didn't see a purpose for like dating and I couldn't see myself dating for years and years and years yeah. and not getting to the point. Right. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? Let's get to the point. Right, right, right. Okay. So here's a few things we want to share with you all today. And we hope that it adds value to your life. So the first thing we want to say, and these are basically just some dating tips. Um, this is not an exhaustive list. So we're not saying that this is all, but we're saying we want to add some value to your life with some of the tips that we're going to share with you. So the first thing is this, take getting to know yourself seriously before you start dating. I want to say it again. <laughs> take getting to know yourself seriously before you start dating. Like, don't make that like a um, something that is a passive thing or like a, you know, maybe I'll get to know myself. No, I'm, I know it may sound weird, but getting to know yourself is so important. Number one, if you don't know who you are, how can you effectively share who you are with someone else? And you don't want to be a confused person trying to connect with someone and you're making this, you're in this discovery season of who they are and you don't even know who you are. So you got to ask yourself, like, what do I like? Like, right. you know, and this may seem weird, but you might even have to take yourself on the date first and go, go yeah. do something that you like to enjoy. Find out who you are, what you love, what you hate, what you like, what you don't like, um, you know, discover who you are. And, and, and ask God to continue to make you whole. Cause all of us have had some experiences oh, yeah. and if we don't go through the process of being made whole, then we put ourselves in a really, um, strange and, uh, inappropriate, vulnerable position when we don't know who we are, or if we're not, um, we're not made whole in certain key areas of our life. I think it's really important that yeah. you really take time to get to know yourself. Yeah. And I think that, um, you put unnecessary burden on the other person as well. That's good. That's good. Um, a lot of times people feel like, um, I want a husband to complete me or I want, mm -hmm. I, I need uh, a, a wife or a husband to fulfill A, B, and C. Right. But you need to do you. You need to be you. You need to be happy with who you are. Right. You need to know what you love, know what you know what you like, know what you want. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you need to be able you need to heal from other relationships where you've been hurt or different things because uh if you don't, then you project yep. um the hurt and the pain from those past relationships onto this next re person in this next relationship when they're not the person who hurt you, right. but you see something similar mm -hmm. and you begin to act out, yep. you know, or you, it's, 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 it's not a good situation because if you don't know who you are, right. you know, if you don't take that time for yourself, um, then like I said, you could project even, um, an imagination of what you saw you, you of your aunts and your uncle's marriage or right, your mother right. and father's marriage, what you feel like this person is supposed to be like. They are their own person. Right. Your relationship is your relationship. You can't like duplicate someone else's relationship. So there's a lot of things involved with getting to know who you are 
and who and exactly what you want. Absolutely. And I think getting to know who you are and the becoming whole aspect is important. I didn't say becoming perfect, but becoming whole right. is important because and I say that for two two reasons. Number one is this. When you're not healed or you're not made whole in certain areas, what happens is you begin to self-sabotage good situations. Oh, yeah. Like there's some people who think that their relationships don't work because of other people or because of situations. But sometimes you unintentionally self-sabotage the situation yeah. because you're not home. The other thing sure. is this, especially when it comes to people coming together to be married, which we, you know, we, we ascribe to that where we believe you should date with purpose and mm-hmm. eventually the purpose of getting married to be with someone. Yeah. Otherwise, because otherwise you're giving uh, something valuable of your life yeah. to someone who you're not going to be with for the rest of your life. So why would you do that? Um, but the one thing about being whole that's important is this, is that we don't ascribe to the theory of um, coming together to make one another whole. We believe that it's two holes coming together. So it's what I would call the, um, it's not the addition of the point fives. Come it's on. not the it's not the two halves coming together to make one. As a matter of fact, it's not addition at all. It's actually multiplication mm-hmm. where it's like a whole one uh-huh. and a whole one equals, being mu- one equals one. Come on. Right. But it's not two halves coming together. It's two holes coming together, still making one. Come you know, on. These, these two coming together to become one flesh. Um, but That's it's not God it's family. not two halves. Right? Exactly. It's a God family. So um, it's important that we understand that because sometimes, like you said, Uh, There are people who are looking for someone else to make them whole or someone else is on a journey to try to make someone else whole. And God is the one who created us and he's the only one that can really make us whole. People can be um, great assets and, and add value to our life to complete that process or to make to finish off some things Mm -hmm. or to be a blessing because you've done so much for me in, in, in making me a better person. But ultimately God had to be the one uh, to make me whole. Exactly. I believe that in marriage, you come together to fulfill vision. Yes. You know, God has a purpose and a plan for you individually, but he has a plan for you uh, as a, as a couple. You know, uh, he has he has a plan for you to fulfill. So I, I definitely I believe that. And I, I believe that coming together that there's purpose in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next thing is this. And so I, I want to make sure that we made that clear. Get to know yourself before you go on the dating journey. Right. Know. Number two is dating is meant to gather information to see if there's a connection or to enhance the connection that you have. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to change the other person. Ooh. I want to say that again. Dating is meant to gather the information Right. So that you can enhance a relationship or get to know the person, but it's not meant to change the other person. What do you have to say about that? We might just blew up somebody's whole plan. Right. <laughs> for this person that they've been dating and they figure as soon as when they marry them, they think they're they going to put them. some work in and, and change them. No, nope. you're not going to change them. And as a matter of fact, it's not even OK to um to have a desire to change a person. Well, you know what that happens. I don't mean to cut you off, but that happens because sometimes the 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 order of attraction it comes the wrong way. Where uh, whether there's they have sex right away or there's this inappropriate attraction that uh-huh. takes place first, so then they're not able to make an informed decision. So they want this person who's no good for them. Like they want this person Ooh. so bad. They're like, I want this person. I want this person, and they're. 
they're, they're trying to change the person, although the person doesn't want to change, but they want the person so bad that they're like, I'm willing to get with this person that I know needs to change because I want them so bad. And it is so healthy. It's inappropriate. And it is damaging to everybody involved because you're trying to change the person, not because you want them to be better, but you're trying to change them because you want them. And it's just wrong. Okay. So we can't just gloss over (laughs) over what you said. You said when a person has sex, Mm. you know, before they get married, before they complete that process, then it blurs the line. Absolutely. It blurs it real good. Listen, this is so true because like before you connect sexually with a person, then I think that, um, you're able to ask the questions, the necessary questions. Mm-hmm. You're able to see necessary signs. Mm-hmm. You can think straight. You can think straight. But once you once you get on up if in there, once you going on and do Hey, hey. We all know what that's about. We know, right. It will mess your brain up. It will mess your mind up. And you and you know what? This is the deal. This is really serious. That's not seriously. A lot of times, I don't, I'm not just going to say every time, but a lot of times we give ourselves in that way to another person um, because we're not willing to open up mm-hmm. and be intimate on the level that where it is right there. Like it's yep. you're digging too deep. Right. You're getting into my past too much. Mm-hmm. You want to know too much about me. So I'm going to distract you with sex. With sex. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm willing to give my body to you before I'm willing to give my heart and my mind, my intimate thoughts, mm-hmm. my past, my hurts, yep. my, these sorts of things, trusting people with the physical part. That's what happens. That's what happens. Yep. That's what happens. And then it just creates so much trouble and damage because you're going to have to get to those root issues. Eventually you're going to have to get to those, those places, those delicate places, um, especially with somebody that you're planning on being with, uh, for the rest of your life. So, um, I, I would say if there's anybody who is in that spot, in that position, think about this, think about what I'm saying and evaluate why, why I know attraction is a huge thing in mm-hmm. physical. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know, I know she smells good. I know he smells good. Uh-huh. I know it's so tempting. Uh-huh. I know that. I know that that is a huge part of it. But more than that, um, think about the things that it will cause you to ignore. When you give yourself like that, when you connect with a person that way, you be ignoring all kind of red flags, all kind of signs. Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. When you are uh, having sexual relations before marriage, you're also dishonoring God. And so the reason why that's important is this, because when you begin to dishonor God in one area and you become really loose with it, Mm -hmm. then it makes you vulnerable to dishonor God in other areas. Where all of a sudden you start to get comfortable just dishonoring God saying, you know, I know God wants us to be married before Mm -hmm. we have sex. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, this is meant to be a covenant relationship, but... 
let's kind of try this here. But what happens is that eventually becomes a pattern mm-hmm. and it, it not only hinders that part of your walk with God, it begins to hinder other areas as well. It's true. Because now um, your whole life is connected to just the physical where you're like, um, whatever feels good to me, I'm going to do it. And it mm-hmm. becomes tremendously damaging to, yeah. uh, to, to both people involved and, and I, to your relationship with God. Yeah. And I know that we hadn't necessarily planned to talk about this, but I want to to touch that a little bit more as well, because it's not just for God that you don't do this. God says, don't do this for you. He says, he tells us not to do this for us. He's looking out for our best interest, for our well, well being, because he knows how damaging emotionally this can be to our lives. And if you're, we're giving ourselves in this way to somebody who does not belong to us and then end up not ever belonging to us, then we're going to take all of the baggage from that to the relationship, the next relationship, you know, and it's so much, um, involved with that and anybody who's been in this situation they know anybody you already, you already know. know you already you know already know how much this how much it affects your life you know so um this is not just the biblical thing to say and to control a person mm-hmm. no. you know some people feel some people really feel that way yeah, like they think that oh that's just a use, rule right from church that they just use to try to control you and your relationships. Right. But that is not so. It is for our own good. God knows that it was going that when you when you have sex with multiple people, he realizes that it's not just about the physical. No. There's uh so many uh psychological and uh you know uh sociological even like all these different things that take place um, and it really, uh, you know, it really impacts you. It, it really, really, really more does. than you realize. Oh, so much more you realize. And, and here's the thing that I think is really important for, and I'll always, whenever we have this conversation, I like to express this because whenever we're talking about sex, sometimes when we talk about it and we're talking about it in a way where we're saying, don't do it or do mm-hmm, it during this time, mm-hmm. people get this negative attitude towards sex. No sex is beautiful. It's beautiful. Sex is great. It is. it is absolutely phenomenal. Let me tell you today and tomorrow. It is good, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but it's meant to be a part of God's beautiful design. That's right. It's meant to be with someone that you have a covenant relationship That's with. Right. That you're only going to share with that one particular person so that you can enjoy it beautifully with without there being a lack of trust, without there being um, you know, huge disappointments because of a lot of other things that take that took place earlier. Right. Listen, God knew what He was doing when He, he said he just that one person, right? Right. Then you ain't struggling with commitment, then. Right. No, check this out. Nor are you struggling with the images of somebody else in your head because of all the other uh, men or women that you've been with. And you, you love the person you're with now, but you're struggling to get those images out of your head because you connected with that other person sexually. Right. Or the thought of how you want this person to handle you mm. because of how you've been handled by someone else. Come on. You're going deep. I didn't know you was going there today. You drop, you dropping bombs today. Well, this is real talk. This is now. real talk. Yeah. This you is... can't cause, cause here's the thing. You can't be in, in the, I remember Juanita Bynum said this years ago, uh, somebody in there going, throw me up like this, toss me like this, right. <laughs> turn me, flip me. And it's like, wait a minute, where does come from? And it's like, right. you're thinking about somebody else you were previously with. And you're trying to get them to do everything that the other person did. And exactly. it, oh my goodness, you how damaging could that be? You have not let that person go fully. 
You know what I'm saying? You've brought that other person into the bedroom with you. My you brought goodness. that other person into your relationship with you. A sip of coffee listeners. We have gone there today. This is this is we good. have gone listen, you you need to make sure that you share this with as many people as you know. Somebody need to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. Okay, so let's go to another one because this is good. Um wait, let me just close that part out with saying be free. Uh-huh. Be healed. I mean, we're not we're definitely by no stretch of the imagination are condemning anyone no, who has no. had who is who has had sexual relations before before marriage? No, not because we did. All. Let me be very clear. Yeah. Like, um, like like my wife mentioned, she had kids, and I actually had uh, a daughter before. We have a blended family. We, we both had sex um, before uh, marriage, and so we're not condemning anyone. Uh, we just wanted to point out how unhealthy it is to operate in that. that, and what comes with it. Absolutely, Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, so next is. You should do some, some, I'm sorry, you should do some pre-screening before you consider dating a person so that you don't waste your time or theirs. Ah, Now, when I, when we say pre-screening, we're talking about like, there should be some things that are signs on the surface Mm -hmm. before you even make a decision to take time to date this person. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you see this person dealing drugs and you know, you don't want to be married to a drug dealer or with a drug dealer, you don't have to take time to go on a date with that person mm-hmm. to discover whether or not it's going to work. You know, you don't want to date a drug dealer. So you're making a decision. <laughs> nah, not going to do it. Right. Or if this person is smoking and you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who smokes some basic stuff, just basic stuff, you know, like, and some people may say, man, that's kind of hard. No, it's important because all that'll happen is you'll get into relationships. You'll get into a relationship with the person and be sitting there saying, man, you need to change or why don't you stop? And that person has been doing what they were doing before they met you. So it's important that you do a little pre-screening. That way you don't waste their time or yours. That's good. That's good. I like that. What's the next one? The next one is compatibility and attraction is very important. My goodness. See, here's the thing. (laughs) I wanted to make sure I put this one in because... Being a believer, being someone who's been in church for a long time, sometimes um, in ministry, you know, pastors and preachers will try to not try to. They will over spiritualize the aspect of attraction and compatibility. And what I mean is they'll make it all about like they'll try to make it seem like, well, if you find the one and they love God and that's all you need. And that's not true. You need more than the person loving God. You need more than the person being nice. No, you need to be attracted to this person because you don't want to be because I've seen so many times like in counseling in general where there's a couple who they just don't like each other. Like it's a mess. And I'm like, man, like what happened? Like, you know, like you need to be attracted to the person. It shouldn't just be you're together because you're going to get good insurance or or you're together because your income is going to set you up. No, that ain't going to keep you together. No, that you, you need you need to be attracted to the person. And there need to be some, there needs to be levels of uh, of compatibility. Yeah, like there need to be some level of connection. And you talked about this earlier when, as it pertains to me and you, me and you are not the same, mm-hmm. but we're tremendously compatible. And one of the things that you really desired, like you said, was that I had a sense of humor. Oh yeah, that was important to you, oh, right? Oh yeah. And it doesn't mean that this is everybody's situation. We're just using ours as an example. Mm-hmm. That's important because. 
that helps with the building of our relationship. Those moments where we're able to laugh together. But if every time you crack a joke, I can't laugh about it. That's going to cause tension. If every time you do something that's funny, if I'm always serious and rigid, that's going to cause some level of Uh, tension. And so that that level of compatibility is important as well. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect, uh, you know, because we change and people change. You mature, you you know, you grow in different areas. But the point is, is that there has to be compatibility there. There's got to be compatibility. Like, okay, so for instance, right now I'm thinking about people who fall in love and get married before they give their life to God, right? Mm-hmm. I have had so many encounters with people who feel like they don't need to be with that person anymore because they don't like their church or they, mm-hmm. you know, whatever different things like that. And they can find like all these different flaws because the person is not saved. Right, and right. I always say, well, what do you love about that person? Like, Right. What did you love about that person before you gave your life to God? Right. There had to be some kind of compatibility. You had to love that person deeper than their decision to give their life to Christ. You know what I'm saying? What else did you love about this person? Right. You know, because it's not your decision to make a person give their life to God or how they walk with him. That's never our decision. So, um, and that's, I I, want to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to say this. That's something that you have to make a decision about before you get married. Before. So like, you can't like, you know, I'm talking about, I was talking about after the fact. Exactly. Like if a per, if a couple isn't in relationship with God and then later on they give their life to God or one of them does and the other right. doesn't, that doesn't mean you're supposed to just be like, Oh, I'm done with them and I don't like them anymore. I love them anymore. Cause there right. should have been something more than that in yeah. the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you're, t- we're talking about compatibility and that we're talking about attraction because like, I love the way that you look. I love your eyes. You know, I love your hair. I love your smile. Um, you want to be with somebody that's aesthetically pleasing. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you don't like the way they look. If you don't like, <laughs> if you don't think you want to be with a person that has a gold grill, don't do that. Don't do it. If that's not you your thing, if that's don't not do your it. thing, then don't you don't have to do that. You know? Right, right. And it's okay to have a preference. This is your preference. Right. It's all right to have a preference. And then to have a person that's absolutely gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous, uh-huh. right? And then you can't have a conversation with them. That's a problem. That's a problem because that's a part of it. That's why I said compatibility and attraction because there's some people that you might be attracted to because you like the way they look, Mm -hmm. but there's no level of accountability. I mean, not accountability, no level of compatibility at all because I've seen that on many occasions where someone is admiring someone from a distance Mm -hmm. and then they start a conversation with them and they realize, wow. Yeah, we don't really click. Exactly. There was a post uh, that I put up the other day on We Are The Coffees on our Facebook page. And it said, you are only as pretty as you treat people. Mm. Yeah, it was like, you are only as pretty as you treat people. And I think that fits in our conversation today because there are some people that you may look at and they are aesthetically pleasing, right, to your eyes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you have no connection with them at all. Like, you, there's no compatibility at all. So I think attraction... Maybe they're not kind or they're not... You know what I'm saying? Things right. that you 
you you really care about. Exactly. Exactly. This is good. This is a good conversation. This is good. What's the next one? During the dating process, discover if the person's value system aligns with yours. That is perfect for what we were just getting ready to start, start talking about. Yep. Because if the person, like we talked about, um, if they don't have a relationship with God mm-hmm. and that's a part of your value system, then you need to know that. So that you can make a clear decision of whether this is a relationship that you want to get into. Like I talked about earlier, it was important to me that 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 my husband love God, not just like go to church. Right. You but know, love, but, but, but really that you God. really yeah. love God, you know, well, what about if a person really values family, mm-hmm. you know, if you get with a person that really don't care about family that don't that will not go to family gatherings and you are a big family gathering person, a big family person, that's going to be a point of contention. It's going to be a problem. That's going to be a a real point of contention for you. Or if you are a generous person, how about that? If you're a giver, if you're a giver, you love to give and that person is stingy. (laughs) For those who don't know what stingy is, she's saying stingy. Oh my goodness, Lord help us today. She says stingy. We is really we clowning on the podcast today. That's what we're doing. If they that's don't like to give, if they don't see any value in giving, that's gonna be a problem. Exactly. It, and it, even if you value work ethic, right? And mm-hmm. that person is lazy, come on. Mm-hmm. Ah, right, right. Nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. And that's, and so for a lot of people, they may feel like these are surfacey things, but they are not at all. No. You need to know if their value systems align with yours. Absolutely. Super important. Super important. But with that being said, I want to be clear about something because sometimes when we talk about those things, it's important that we know the difference between areas that need to be improved upon and non-negotiables. Oh, yeah. Like, because... There may be some things that a person needs to improve in, but it may not be a non-negotiable. Like you need to know what your non-negotiables are. You need to know if this is a non-negotiable from a standpoint of it should be a non-negotiable for everybody. And you need to know what a non-negotiable is for you specifically. What are some things that you just cannot tolerate? Like there may be some things where you're like, nope, I, nope, no, I I just, no, I can't do that. I, no, 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 I can't. And you need to know those things about yourself and not force yourself into a relationship where you know that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about it when you were talking about, um, screening things. So Uh if you have a, um, say if you have this person on your job that you're interested in, but you see them flirting with everybody, Mm -hmm. you see them dating people and still being flirty. Mm -hmm. Like that's a non-negotiable for me. They showing you. I, I feel like, no. I need to be the apple of your eye. Right, right, period. right. Period. Right, Point right, blank. Right. End of discussion. So that's not my type of person. Mm-hmm. That That's a non-negotiable. Not that you blind right, or right, anything right. like that. But that needs to be, that's a non-negotiable. And it's a pre-screening for, like you mentioned too. Oh, yes. Right. Absolutely. That's important. Like even smoking for me, I feel like it's this, it's, it, I have a disgust <laughs> with it. 
You know what I'm saying? Not like I look at people and feel disgusted right. I know with them. What you mean. Not at all. You but just, it just really bothers you. I don't want that in my life. Like in my right. house, I don't smoke, and I don't want to. I don't want to live with someone who smokes. Right. So that would be a non-negotiable. It would for be you. a non-negotiable for me. But I think it's important that, as much as we're pointing out the non-negotiables, that we make sure we know what are the areas that we can. It's almost like it's not that we're overlooking them. But we're willing to compromise because it's an area that just need they just need to grow in, right? Right, right. So, for example, if uh, here's a good example, if the person doesn't like to get their hair cut, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, and you would prefer that they had a nice haircut, right? Right. You know, that's not a non-negotiable. That's just something that they could work on. You know what I'm saying? Or if um, you know, maybe they are super, super loud, right? Right. But that that doesn't it's not a deal breaker for you it's kind of like sometimes you can kind of chill out a little bit right like i want to make a distinction between what's a non-negotiable and what's something no. that is just something that maybe Absolutely. a person needs to improve upon for you right right or a preference or something but like say physical violence you know right. non-negotiable. non-negotiable what that should be for everybody like period these are, these are some like i was that's why i pointed out the difference between there's some non-negotiables that should be for everybody and then there's some non-negotiables that are for you like your preferences you know mm-hmm. um you know if, if you find out this person is uh physically or even verbally abusive, abusive i'm like no it's a non-negotiable for it's, you 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 shouldn't have to do no more more investigating you that's know like right. you have value yourself more than that and not think that things will change down the line. Right. And don't try to be their savior. Don't try to be their savior and then say, ooh, once they get put together again through the work that I put in, mm-hmm. then uh, then maybe we could be together. No. You, ooh, you that's need, arrogant. You need to go be, exactly, it's very arrogant because you're trying to play God. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying to play God and it's not, it's not a good thing to, to do. So, right. anyway, uh, what's next? Pay attention to how they treat other people. Mm, oh, I think we missed one, but yeah, we'll we'll go back to it. Um, pay attention to how they treat other people. That's super important because um, if they don't treat other people right, don't assume just because they have some type of attraction to you that they're all of a sudden going to be a nice person. Because the truth is, when you observe them with other people, you learn a lot about them. Absolutely, you learn so Absolutely. much about them. That goes back to the unfaithful person. Uh, just because they're with you don't mean they're going to be faithful. It's kind of like uh, the person who um, ends up getting with the person while they're cheating on somebody else. What would make you think? That they wouldn't cheat on you. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, the the one that I, that we missed that I wanted to uh, to check out was we you have to value and pay attention to your emotions, but don't let them rule you or make the final decision for you. Oh. And, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, a little bit, but... I think that's important because you, you, you have to listen to your emotions or respond to your emotions, but you can't let your emotions rule you, especially when it comes to dating, because it feels good. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you, you really like the person mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, but you can't let your emotions rule you. You still have to take time to make an informed decision an because informed. this is your life. This is your life. That's right. And like having that communication, we used to have check-ins. With oh, one yeah. another. We, what, what do we call them? Where are we now? Where are we now? That was me. I'd be like, okay, let's talk. <laughs> where <laughs> Where are where, we now? Where are we now? What's going on? Because I, I like I said, I had an end game. 
And I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to just kick it. Right, right, right. So you needed to find out okay, where, where's my head at in this? Like, that's you know, right. Um, I think another good one that's really important is this, is to observe how they handle adversity. Oh my goodness. Now, obviously in dating, you're not going to always be able to see them in difficult situations, but to the best of your ability, pay attention to how they handle things. So for example, if you're on a date and you're at a restaurant and a situation, maybe they, they run into a, a, a rude waitress or a rude waiter, right? Or maybe something just doesn't go their way or whatever. Now, it, it doesn't mean that they're supposed to be perfect in that situation, mm-hmm. but pay attention to how they handle that difficult moment. Oh, yeah. Because in, in marriage, you're going to face difficult moments. Oh, yes. And if they struggle to handle even little things, then that could potentially be a problem when you get into the relationship. And again, let me be very clear. I'm not saying they have to handle it perfectly because no. maybe you won't, but it's important to observe how they handle it. So it's a key indicator. It's a key indicator. So if it's something really small and they just fly off the handle and go completely off and they ready to fight because their silverware was a little dirty, you might have a problem. Anger management situation <laughs> going on. Red alert, red alert, red alert. <laughs> if they start cussing somebody out because the napkin wasn't folded right, listen. You it's gotta... not going to be nicer in your relationship. Exactly. Trust and believe. <laughs> right, right. It's so... a key indicator of how things are going to go when you all have uh, a, some sort of dispute. Because you're going to have one. It's going to happen. So it's important to observe it before. Yeah. Come on, somebody. How about this one? Be wise with who you who you take dating advice from. That's a good one. That's a good one because man, I, it really bothers me when I when I hear people say, "Well, such and such told me," or "This person told me," and I'm like, "Man, why are you taking advice from someone who's been in 15 different relationships and their current relationship is not working?" Right. And then this is this is this is another thing. And their value system don't even align with yours. That's right. important too. That's good. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's if good. their value system doesn't align with yours, why would you take advice from them on this matter? Right. No, we're going to talk about how to cook, uh, <laughs> how to bake a cake. We're going to talk about right, right, right. how to make macaroni and cheese because you're good at that. But we but are not, not. going to give me dating advice. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about the weather. We, mm-hmm. we can talk about a lot. We can talk about God. We talk about a lot of stuff, but this right here. We are not going to talk no. about. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. I know somebody laughing on that one too. <laughs> What's another good dating tip? Talk vision with the person that you're dating. That's good. We talked a lot of vision. We did talk a lot of vision. I needed to know what, what your thoughts were about mm-hmm. where you even thought about going in the future like mm-hmm. what do you want to do what do you want to be when you grow up you know <laughs> what do you want to do when you retire yeah. uh, do you want to travel the world do you want to you know yeah. um we start talk- a business do you want to do you have goals and aspirations to do whatever like what where what are you thinking mm-hmm. do you want to buy a home yeah. do you want to have children you, all of that we talked about want, all of that all stuff, that stuff. Yeah. vision what it, what is i want to know what you think that you want for your future mm-hmm. so as you're talking about your future 
could I even imagine myself right, right. connected to that? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's in the specifics too. If you are dating a person, you're attracted to them, you, you're making this good connection. And then they tell you, you know, ultimately, you know, in the next few years, I want to, I want to live in the, in the deepest and darkest parts of Australia. And I really want to, I really want to take up alligator wrestling. Yeah. You know? And, and you like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> okay. I'm glad we talked about this. Like, like, I don't even like animals. <laughs> right. I'm glad we talked about this, you know? So I think those things are really important. To, you got you got to talk vision. Yeah. And let's talk about this last one because I think this is really important. Mm-hmm. Pray. Talk to your creator because he knows what's best for you. Now, for a lot of people, that may seem simple. It may seem generic. It may seem cliche But... Prayer is so important because it, it it not only strengthens your relationship with God, there's prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Yeah. And so while you're talking to God, God is talking to you. Yeah. And so prayer concerning what's best for you is so important. Oh yeah. Because God created you and He knows what's he best knows. for you. He knows what you're gonna love and what you're not gonna love later on in life, what you're exactly. gonna like, what you're not gonna like. So it's so important that you talk to God because yeah. he knows you better than everybody else because he created It might you. look good to you right now. God it knows, might seem good to you right now, but he knows what it's going to look like. In a different season. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Show enough, show enough. Man, this has been good. So good. This has been so, so good. Let me pray for, for the people who are thinking you know, who are in relationship, who are, who are dating right now, who are thinking about dating and all of that. Father God, I thank you so much for allowing us to have this time together where we're really discussing, um, the nuances of dating, um, the importance of gathering information, the importance of understanding our own value system so that we can connect and know if another person fits within those boundaries, oh Father. We thank you and we praise you, oh God, for for helping us to know that we can come to you with anything. There is nothing too small asking you about dating, asking you about um, the things that we should be looking for, um, even making requests, making our requests known to you about our partner in life. Father, all of those things are important. And we thank you for just allowing us, oh Father, to hear this, to really talk about this. We know that a lot of times it's not talked about or it's not talked about in a way that we even value that lines up with our value system. But to everyone who is listening to this podcast and who is being blessed by what you're hearing, I pray that the Lord strengthens your heart, that he encourages your heart he encourages your heart in this dating process that uh, you have victory in the dating process, that your heart is healed from um, times where you've dated before, relationships that you've been in where you've been hurt before. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God is going to open doors for you. He's going to bring that person that you so desire in your life. I pray that God would open up your eyes to see that which he's placed before you, that which 
um, he has before you that's going to be good for your life, that's going to be good for your spirit in Jesus' name, that's going to be good for you, period, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. This has been such a blessing. You know what? Before we get out of here, I definitely want to answer some of our listener questions. You know, a lot of times people hear a podcast like this um, or they hear uh, the episodes that we that we you know, that we do every Mm -hmm. week. And they have questions. And so I want to make sure that we always, you know, answer some of our listener questions. Oh, by the way, if you have, ever have questions, make sure you email us at wearethecoffees uh, at gmail.com. Uh, or you could just send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at wearethecoffees. So what's the first question? If I failed that relationship several times, should I even try dating again? Wow. So the person is asking, okay, if I, if I failed in relationships a lot and several times, They're asking, should they try again? Number one, I say yes. That's the first part of my Mm -hmm. answer. I say yes, because if you do want to be in a relationship and that's important to you, you desire to date and eventually get married, I think that you should try again. With that being said, I think that if you've been in a lot of relationships, I think it's time to do some serious Mm self-reflection, some self-evaluation, and some examining of, of what's been going wrong. How come these relationships haven't worked out? What's going on as to why there's been so many relationships that have failed. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. I want to be clear about that, but it means that maybe you need to look in the mirror a little bit and see the areas that you may need to improve in. And maybe it's not necessarily improvement in who you are or your personality. It could be improving in your decision-making, yeah. you know, cause a lot of times we assume that there's something wrong with us, but a lot of times it's not that something's wrong with us or who we are as a person, but it's our decision-making process that's wrong. So my answer is, yes, you should try again, but I think there needs to be some assessing, some examining, and definitely some self-reflection before you continue down the dating path. I love that. I, I, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with that. What's the next question? The next question is, what if we don't have the money to go on dates, to go on dates all the time? You know, and I know you love this one. You probably got a great answer for this. Go ahead and give it to us. I know you got a great (laughs) answer for this one right here. My answer is simply this. Like, you don't need to spend a lot of money to go on dates. Uh, We have this thing, and we've had it for years, where we just, I love spending time with you, period. You know, and we've always been that way. And I thank God for that. Um because you can be so creative and you can, it's not about the money that you spend. It's about the the quality of the time that you spend together. You know, so for me, I don't value, (laughs) I don't value the amount of money that you spend on me. I, I value what I get out of the time that we're spending together, whatever we're doing. Like when you um, go the extra mile, like you may not like going, you, I know I love going on long walks. You don't necessarily love going on long walks, but you'll be like, you know what? Let's go on a long walk. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, really? Like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> or going to the zoo. Like that is one of my favorite things. And that may not be one of your favorite things, but you do it because right. that is one of my favorite things. So it's not even about the money. It's just taking time to spend time with a person and, yeah. and get to know them. And, Let me give a great you know, thing that we did before. Well, so, what we do? What you about to we, say? You about to let we, out some of our secrets? Yeah, we went on a date in the car. 
Like we oh, had no driving yeah. or nothing. Remember, we drove. Actually, we drove to the park. Uh huh. And, and it was dusk. Yep, yep. And we put our laptop up on the dashboard, reclined yep. our seats, and watched a movie. Listen, we made our own we driving made our own movie. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, we were, I think we were living on Kodiak. We was uh, by the, we were we were by the lake. Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, we was by the lake. Wow. That was a great day. It didn't cost us any money at all. It was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is good. Man, this has been <laughs> one of our best episodes. I, I'm super excited. I, I really just hope that um, that everything that we shared just adds tremendous value to every person that listens. And maybe you're someone who's listening and maybe you're already married or maybe you are not in the situation where uh, you need this advice right now. Um, I would still really just embrace everything that we share because not only will you, you know, possibly need it in the future, you could end up being a mentor to someone who could use the information that we share today. So definitely soak it all up and share it with someone. This has been good. What you think? It's been great. This has been awesome. I love, I love this topic. This was really fun. This is a fun episode. Well, everybody, we got to get out of here. We've been with you for a while today, uh, but this has been a great episode. But before we get out of here, as always, make sure if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a great rating on that podcast. So important to us. The rating really helps us to get the word out and more and more people are able to listen to this particular podcast. The second thing is make sure that you go visit wearethecoffees.com. That's wearethecoffees.com. And guess what? We have a phenomenal empowerment membership coming up uh, pretty soon. So make sure you go there and put yourself on the waiting list because you do not want to miss this. This membership is going to be amazing. Join the membership. Yeah, it's going to be life transformative. So you definitely want to get on the waiting list. Again, visit we are the coffees.com well we've been on here a while we gotta go y'all same time next week we will see you there see ya